divorce. So if, 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 you're, if somebody is hacking into this, you've been quarantined way too long. If this is fun. But first, can everybody hear me? Yes. Great. Everybody yes. have a... Uh, yes. Everybody had, a, I hope I trust, a, uh, a very uh, good Easter so under the circumstances, uh, a good celebration of the Triduum and Easter. And uh, again, it was, it was different than anything we've ever experienced and hopefully we'll experience again. But it was a hard uh, Hello? Okay. okay. So then we start with the, let me start with a prayer. Uh, again, as always in these days, we lift up uh, all who are suffering, uh, either with the virus itself or suffering because of worrying about someone else. Uh, and caring for them, we request we lift up the, uh, the the medical personnel acting so heroically and uh, in these days, and we entrust uh, all these prayers to uh, our blessed Mother, who is the health of the sick. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for sinners and all of God. Yeah, Amen. St. Joseph. Pray for St. Alphonsus. Pray for the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So the first question is, uh, is everybody well? As far as we know. Yeah. But, yeah, and uh, everybody in their families, too, I hope. Yes. The uh, everybody here is okay with the uh, uh, at the seminary. Just a few of us that are still living here. Uh, last week, I had my first ever uh, a video link doctor's appointment. Uh, based on the length of time and copay, it was about twelve bucks a minute. Uh, but it was good. Uh, that's the 60 bucks I ever spent in my life, but it was good to, 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 to see everybody. Uh, now, I just before we begin tonight, I just want to, you know, run a, try to run a few things by, get your uh, feedback on things. First, I thank you for the midterms. I, I know I've had them for a while, but the reason I haven't put anything back yet is that I'm still waiting for a good number of them. Now, I, I don't take that the wrong way. I understand these are difficult times and people's usual study habits and places. So I'm not, I'm not you know, complaining as it were about that. Uh, but it, it does put us into a situation where uh, we might have to make some adjustments, and uh, as you probably have done in maybe other courses. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, 
But I think the way it normally works is that those who are auditing the class are just responsible for exams, not for any kind of papers. So what I'm going to suggest is at this juncture, given excuse the fact me, that... Excuse me, Professor. John Jobs. Yeah. Auditors are not responsible for any work. I've been auditing classes at the seminary now. But I, I, I'm sorry, I, I, let me correct that. Auditors who are candidates for the diaconate. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Auditors, thank you. Uh, auditors who are candidates for the diaconate uh, are uh, basically expected to do the exams, but not the paper. What my thought would be at this point and, uh, is that... Uh, you know, I think some some have, folks have already sent me the the reflection paper as well. Is that everybody does a reflection paper, not a research paper, but a reflection paper, uh, and that will, will that plus the midterm that'll be it. That at this point, given the 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 the, the time lag and the need to turn things around by the third week of May, which is, you know, uh, it, 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 it might be easier for us to just to go with those two, uh, the, the midterm, uh, if you haven't finished it yet, send that in, plus that, you know, reflection paper, most of the ones that I've got have been around five pages or so, maybe a little bit longer, on, you know, a topic or something from a reading or an article or a problem that you wanted to look into, uh, and that would be enough for us to 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 fulfill the requirements, given the uh, the difficulties of the uh, uh, of, of the year uh, or the way it's turned out. So does that how does that sound? That sounds great, much Okay, that's good. Thumbs up. Papers on anything you want. Well, no, I mean, it would be had to. Do, it would be like maybe a something in the readings that you wanted to uh, maybe delve into a little bit more. Uh, it might be a, an issue some people have come up with. Let's say an issue in their life experience, a moral issue, or a, you know, a, a judgment that had to be made, and wanted to reflect on that from the point of view of what we studied. Some uh, in the past, some. Uh, you know, especially deacon candidates have uh, thought it helpful to write a homily on some subject. But the idea is it's not a research paper, you know, like, uh, you know, the, the classical term paper, but more a chance for you to reflect and be a little bit creative in response to, you know, what, 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 you've, uh, what you've heard or read, you know, and, and uh, uh, so again, some people have uh, just to give you an idea, somebody, uh, you know, uh, uh, wrote about a, a medical decision that they had to face with a member of their family. And, you know, the, the, the you know, how that experience, what was it like? And maybe based on what some of the, the things that we've said about moral judgments and things like that can add, you know, can add to it or explain it in those ways. So in that sense, that, you know, for some people, an article. Uh, 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 like a, or a, 
or a book review or something like that. But again, something that pertains to the fundamental moral theology, you know, uh, and uh, as I know, it, 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 it's, it, that might sound a little imprecise, but you know, I think it's, if you have any, if you're thinking of something and you're not sure, just shoot me an email and we can take it from there. I didn't bring them down with me. I could give you, you know, a, a summary of some of the of the topics that I've seen so far, but it's it's, it's things like that. Yeah. And you would want those two weeks from tonight? Uh, yeah, it would be good to do it for the to have it by the last day of the uh, of the uh, of the last class, so that we can uh, get it. Uh, uh, I can turn it around again. I'm working on midterms already, and I don't mean to. Everybody's done well, so I don't mean to hold them. But I just, in, I had rather than put some up and not up. I, I really rather wanted to wait until I got all the ones that I was going to get. Factoring out, obviously, the the non-deacon candidate orders. Monsignor. Yeah. Yeah. Is it possible that somebody sent something in and it just didn't get through your system? Well, I, as I say, I, I thought about that. They, I, most of it, they come in through email, and I, 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 I print it up. I can go back. Usually, when I get it, I print it right out and acknowledge that I got it, uh, unless I missed something. But then again, I did have trouble with. Uh, there, there were some computer issues uh, on and off. So again, it, it's something might not have gone through. So if you did send it and I hadn't acknowledged it, if you still have it. Probably best if you can shoot it again, then to play it on the safe side. I mean, it would be right to send you an email and say, I did the midterm and I did the reflection paper. Did you get both of them? Yeah, yeah, that'd be fine. I will do that. Yeah, great. <laughs> Thank you. Sure. Monsignor, what about for credit? If you're in the program for credit, is it, is it just a midterm and the reflection? I think we can get it. You know, Father O'Reilly might send me to the Zimbabwean missions, but I think we can get away with it, uh, given the circumstances. Again, everybody, I think, has tried to tailor their expect, you know, their requirements, especially since the library is closed and people are, you know, I mean, you guys, you know, like with the seminarians, there are guys, you know, trying to do stuff on the kitchen table. Uh, and uh, so I think we, 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 I think we can make it a, uh, uh, an allowance in this situation, yeah. but I mean the credit will be there. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. So today, tonight, uh, we I'd like to basically um, get us into a, 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 a discussion on sin. Uh, remind me of the story of the little boy who was went to church uh, by himself and his uh, parents wanted to make sure that he really went. And they said, uh, you know, what was the, you know, who, what, what priest said mass? And the kid said, oh, you know, uh, Monsignor guest pastor, you know, the, 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 the pastor. <laughs> said, what was the sermon about? And the kid said, sin. He said, what about it? He said, he was against it. Uh, so what we're going to do is talk about it, you know, say basically why we're against it, <laughs> uh, but what it is, 
uh, and uh, how the understanding of sin has uh, come down to us uh, and how we uh, come to understand it and then how we look at uh, the different, uh, you might say, kinds of sin, the traditional mortal sin, venial sin distinctions. Uh, in the chapter uh, in Bohr, he uh, discusses the moral act in this chapter. We looked at it a little bit earlier because of the way uh, I try to structure it or, or combine it with the whole issue of uh, the, uh, the conscience and the judgments of conscience. Uh, so there's some parts of that chapter, if you've read it, uh, the last chapter from the fundamental section that is uh, might be a little bit redundant, uh, but I think we can, you know, it, it's not bad to, to review that. Now, when we do this, when we finish sin, we will uh, the we will uh, have finished uh, a good, you know, schedule. I mean, normally we would have lost some classes due to Easter break uh, or and or weather, uh, but we really didn't uh, in, in these circumstances. So we actually are uh, coming in for a, a landing a little bit early. Uh, but before we get to the gate, uh, it gives us an opportunity, therefore, to spend uh, some time, at least next week, most of, you know, maybe even some of tonight, but next week and uh, the week after, in discussing the uh, so-called special moral theology issues. Now, as you know, begin, starting last fall, there was a new course that was added, especially for those preparing for the diaconate, but again, open to uh, others, I'm sure, in the MA program, depending on how you work collectives, uh, on special issues in moral theology. Uh, the thought being that it was really very difficult to squeeze three courses into this one that we're doing. We would never be able to do justice to the issues of sexual morality, social teaching and bioethics, medical moral issues. Uh, so the thought was to put those three uh, into one course. Uh, so what I proposed uh, last time was that, uh, since I don't want to rush through them, uh, and given the fact that there will be other opportunities to, to study the special moral theology in more detail, to allow or offer you the chance to maybe set some of the agenda. I mean, I can talk about any of those issues, uh, but with some particular questions that you might have uh, that relate to sexual morality or uh, medical issues uh, or Catholic social teaching. Thus far, I got a couple. I got one that, did, that, that would deal with the issue of scandal. Uh, the issue of, uh, uh, but, but a real issue that, that, that people have to face, and that would be, let's say, participation at a same-sex 
marriage. Uh, how, how, how do you deal with that? Uh, so those are the kind of things, again, uh, that we, I try to, if I get some, I'll try to order, organize them in terms of uh, topic, uh, and then just give us a chance to maybe uh, have some discussion. Again, it's a little difficult here on TV, uh, but I think we can still uh, try to get as much uh, of a discussion in as, as possible. Uh, so again, what we did, we, we left off uh, a couple of weeks ago, we spoke about, uh, we ended our discussion of conscience uh, with the, uh, some thoughts on the formation of conscience, uh, which again is, as we saw, an ongoing, a lifelong process. Uh, that we are always uh, growing, we're always growing, hopefully, in virtue. And we're, we're growing in our, as we grow in virtue, we grow in our ability to, uh, to make moral judgments. We, we grow in our ability to uh, have doing the good be literally like second nature to us. And that's one of the, uh, you might say, the experiences of virtue. Uh, and so, again, the, the, uh, the, the different ways in which, uh, just to review, uh, the, the, the ways in which our conscience are formed, uh, we think of scripture, we think of that, we saw, go back to what we saw in January or early February, Scripture as really the soul of theology uh, and moral theology being no different in that sense. That again, a term that some of you have used in uh, in your papers. Or uh, we, we we look especially in the New Testament at the style, the the trademark of Jesus. Again, Scripture will not always give us answers. Uh, to uh, precise questions, especially 20 centuries removed from the biblical day. Uh, but we know how Jesus uh, acts. We know what his style is, for lack of a better word, uh, especially with regards to the poor, the marginalized, the suffering. Uh, so again, we think of uh, the situation where you're now the pandemic. As St. Paul VI once said, the church is an expert in humanity, and we meet humanity most uh, immediately in suffering. You know, so we think of, of uh, again, as disciples of Jesus, how are we responding to this unprecedented health crisis? Uh, how, again, what judgments are we making? What prudential judgments about where we go, what we wear, how close we are to each other. Uh, by the way, I think I'm going to take a couple of days off uh, because I hear they're opening up hair salons in Georgia. Uh, and I really need to get down there. Uh, but, uh, and bowling alleys. Two very essential things. Uh, 
But again, we, we, you know, we, we might be saying, well, these 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 particular very concrete judgments, uh, where are they coming from? You know, how are we? Uh, and, and, and as we make them, we're building off a uh, uh, a conscience that has been hopefully and is being hopefully well formed. Nobody ever, no matter how old we are, nobody ever went to catechism class. You know, we never, nobody ever got a question about pandemics. Okay, in, in a certain sense, there's no textbook, but we respond based on the kind of people that we have become and are becoming, hopefully responding the right way. So, again, scripture. Uh, the Obviously, the teaching of the church. Uh, and we went into that, you know, a little bit in detail, especially building off Lumen Gentium, especially 25, uh, and the, uh, the the presumption of truth that we owe the magisterium of the church. Uh, given the charism of the bishops in union with the Bishop of Rome, the Pope, uh, to be the custodians, the guardians of the deposit of faith. Uh, and uh, how, uh, again, even if the teaching is not irreformable and makes no claims of being infallible, still how we give the church always the presumption of truth. Uh, again, the whole question of legitimate dissent, uh, but again, as we saw, revisited that in, in when we talked about conscience uh, in terms of a sincere and docile pursuit of the truth. But again, to see the teaching of the church, and that's very practical, especially when we're responsible for the formation of others. You know, children and family members first and foremost, but uh, the uh, also in any kind of teaching or ministerial role or preaching role, how uh, people, you know, have a right to what the church teaches and to not only kind of a blind obedience, but rather a, um, the, the, the term that's used is very hard one to translate from Latin. Lumen Gentium 25 speaks of obsequium religiosa, religious submission. And it's not blind obedience or parroting something back. It involves a sincere effort to try to understand it. So again, we, we take things on faith, obviously, no, we're not all experts on everything, but when the church teaches something, we, we, we don't simply just say, okay, I'll grit my teeth and do it, but do the best that we can to try to understand it and make the teaching our own. And that's, uh, you know, I guess something that a catechist, uh, you know, needs some sadly in, in, in terms of helping people to do that. Uh, so again, the teaching of the, uh, the scripture, the teaching of the church, and the the the, uh, the saints. Uh, again, the saints as uh, our moral models, our inspirations. Again, we, we many times we think of the saints in terms of our devotional life. You know, and we do. We do have that beautiful uh, doctrine that we say in the creed, the communion of saints. You know, that those who are in God's presence, not only the canonized ones, but hopefully our own family members and others who have gone before us, uh, that they have this ability to uh, intercede for us. 
but even beyond that, or along with that, the, uh, just the, the great mosaic of holy men and women, as we say in all the same state, from every time and every place, uh, who, uh, all ages, all cultures, uh, all backgrounds, uh, can, can be inspirations and models for us, uh, models of, of virtue. We may not make their heroic virtue, but we, they, we certainly can be inspired by them. And also, on a much more, maybe say, down-to-earth level, but connected with that, the, 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 the people that we, you might say, look up to uh, in, our, in our life, especially in our faith life. Uh, you know, uh, men and women, friends, family, uh, teachers, coaches, friends, you know, whoever they are, people who say, who are models of Christian living for us, uh, uh, that we uh, would, you know, uh, consult with them, talk things over with them. Obviously, shot through all this is prayer. The, the, the role of prayer in making moral judgments, the role of prayer as we uh, seek to 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 go through, uh, uh, our, live our life of faith in the world. And when you when we roll this all together, hopefully we see the the mission of the church um, in that, as I as I said once before. What we're trying to do is form the conscience of our culture. Uh, we, we try to, uh, you know, make the world more human. We try, we try to make the world more ready for the eventual second coming of Jesus. Uh, but by the values that we live, the values that we propose, the values that we're willing to suffer for, or the martyrs to die for, that this is having an effect on uh, the world around us. Maybe not one that we can see immediately, but again, to, to have that vision of hope, that vision of, uh, of confidence, that especially in these Paschal days that Jesus has won the, the battle, uh, won the war, even if we still have to fight a few battles, uh, but uh, you know, to be confident in the victory over sin and death, and to uh, and and to live it out in a way that uh, will ultimately be the seeds uh, that others will uh, be able to be nourished by. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, with that said, I don't know. Does anybody has any questions or comments uh, about uh, conscience formation? or uh, any other thing that, you know, that preceded it uh, before we move on. Any thoughts? Okay, then uh, we can talk a little bit about the reality of sin. Uh, that, you know, it, it seems a little bit of a downer to be ending the chorus on sin, but in reality, uh, I think it's coming at the right place uh, that we've, we've, we've sought 
as moral theology has tried to do, you know, especially, you know, in the last 50 or more years, uh, to try to be uh, uh, positive, to try to live out what Vatican II said it was supposed to do, is to show forth the nobility of our vocation as followers of Jesus. So again, it's not about, uh, you know, uh, staying, you know, one step ahead of hell. Uh, it's not, you know, uh, constantly worrying about what we've done to offend God, that those are real possibilities. But first and foremost, it is, our moral life is about, as we saw, shining forth. And the, the genius of John Paul II's encyclical, the splendor of truth. We make goodness attractive. Uh, we make goodness, we, we, we manifest the, the beauty of truth and life living in accord with human dignity and the designs of God. So at the same time, though, we have to understand human beings that we are, uh, that we uh, have the capacity because of our human freedom, uh, which is God's gift to us, and which in many ways uh, makes us maybe most like God in that image and likeness that we share, uh, that we can use that uh, to reject what God is offering us. Uh, we can use our capacity for love again, which we saw as the fundamental human vocation, that capacity for self-gift. We can turn it around and constantly, for lack of a better word, be always on the take. Uh, and live in a way that is contrary to the way we were created. And that's why many times, uh, you know, that trying to get in over my head here, but just experience, you know, sin brings with it unhappiness. Sin brings with it uh, a, a whole lot of uh, uh, collateral damage, especially with the people that we live with. Uh, and uh, you can see whole families out of whack, uh, you know, because it, it, it is so against the nature our, our nature. Uh, so, you know, that's why there are always consequences to it. But before we go further to say that sin, again, as we see, it is, as Bohr would point out and others, its, it's primary contact context is uh, the uh, is a rejection of the good news of salvation. We'll see when we look at it from the Old Testament that it is a, you know, a, a, a deliberate act of, starts with a deliberate act of disobedience uh, against the, uh, the directive of God, uh, but, I, but it moves further on in terms of the uh, notion of uh, a, a, a rupture in the relationship between God and his people. And then further we'll look at the New Testament. But I think we can begin by uh, trying to set a, a, a 
a virtue, as in a, 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 a context here in terms of what is the uh, uh, do, you know many people would speak of a uh, of a loss of a sense of sin uh, that uh, we if you compare our times with times that went before us albeit you had to be careful that sometimes it was there was some. There was sometimes an overemphasis on sin, uh, to which there needed to be a corrective. But in general, uh, many times we have a kind of a cavalier attitude, and I say we, I mean the world around us. But many times within the church itself, uh, a kind of a cavalier attitude with regards to sin. Uh, with regard, we see that at the time of a death, uh, it is uh, inconceivable that anybody could go anywhere except heaven. From the way we talk, we didn't even talk about purgatory, let alone anything else. As I said, even purgatory, you have to rethink, especially since you have New Jersey, what do you need purgatory for? Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but the idea of uh, that we, we, we might have in an unhealthy way in reacting to maybe an overemphasis on sin that saw it everywhere, that the corrective is not to see it nowhere or not to see it as having uh, teeth that could hurt us. So, again, just what some people, some, the, the uh, uh, or list some, I mean, we can list some others, uh, but again, the uh, some some factors that figure into this would be, uh, let's say, an overemphasis on uh, non-theological sciences. Now, you have to be careful here. You don't want to uh, uh, fail to make use of uh, the, the best resources of the, uh, you know, medical and uh, psychological and other other physical sciences uh, because we can learn a great deal from them especially the, the study of psychology uh, but like that that psychology has to always be in the context of an authentic anthropology now going way back to what we said this we make some connection dots here where we spoke about that portrait of the human person uh, all of those factors, uh, especially, uh, you know, freedom, intellect, uh, our unique nature, our being part of history, uh, and also in a very special way, the, uh, uh, our supernatural destiny. If you take the soul out of the picture, if you take the fact that we are, uh, our ultimate end is meant to be eternal life, uh, then what you're dealing with is a uh, an incomplete understanding of the human person. If we say this world is all there is, and when we go belly up, you know that's the end. Where that's the end of everything. Then everything else is going to get thrown off. Uh, 
So again, what do we mean by this? An overemphasis on, you know, non-theological sciences. Oh, you know, somebody did this. Oh, he had a bad childhood. Now, sometimes that can be very real. Uh, but, you know, we can be very glib about uh, looking for any explanation for the evil that somebody does than the fact that he or she deliberately uh, uh, chose their way over God's way. So again, uh, an overemphasis, or you might say a, uh, a non-prudential use of non-theological sciences. In the final analysis, sin, by virtue, is a theological reality. Therefore, it has to be explained in theological terms. That does not, as we say, rule out a collaboration with many other uh, sciences. Uh, but again, we have to decide, we have to you know, speak of theological realities and theological language. Uh, the, another possibility, maybe connected with it, is a, what well, can sometimes be an overly optimistic view of the human person. Uh, in the past, my namesake, Father Charles Curran, uh, was sometimes accused of this, uh, that uh, you know, he uh, had a, uh, uh, you might say, uh, an, an overly optimistic view of our ability to, uh, how we do in our struggle with, with evil. Uh, we do have to be uh, optimistic about it. Uh, we do have to, uh, you know, always be people of hope. But we have to realize and always be, in a certain sense, tempered by the fact that we do live. Uh, in, in that tug of war uh, with the reality of sin. As St. Paul put it, you know, the good that I want to do, I don't. The evil I want to avoid, I do. In one way or another, we all wrestle with that. Uh, and we, we can't not factor it in, as it were. Another one is that, you know, we, we've seen this before, uh, relativism. Uh, or the idea of uh, a denial of what we would call the objective moral order. The idea that you have your truth, I have my truth, we respect each other, but we stay out of each other's way. Uh, you know, that, 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 that won't take us that far, because especially when we're dealing with core values of uh, the meaning of life, uh, the dignity of life. Uh, you can have, uh, you know, I can have a, a, a uh, my truth can be the, 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 that euthanasia is an option. Your truth can be uh, uh, that, that you know, it's, it's, it's always an evil. We can't just live and let live <laughs> because people are dying. Uh, you know, we, we, can, we can't stand by when a fundamental value is uh, is under attack. Uh, again, we, we always deal with charity. We always deal with doing our best to, uh, to, to be good witnesses, as to give an account, as the first letter of Peter says, of the hope within us. So hopefully we're good teachers. We're not, we don't yell and scream at people who differ with us. But at the same time, to realize that, you know, uh, we can't really build a, uh, a society on relativism. You know, 
that we do have to look at as best as we can what objectively is good, what objectively is bad. Probably glaring examples of the uh, of, of uh, where we are now. You know, we can't say, uh, you know, uh, you say, I'm, you know, I'm going to go, you know, get a haircut and, uh, you know, uh, you know, play tennis uh, and, and ride the subway. And I'm going to say, uh, no, it's better to stay home, you know, and wear a mask. Uh, you know, they, 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 they can't coexist. There's got to be something is either objectively right. Something is in this situation objectively not good. Uh, so we can't, you know, it might sound good on paper, but again, in a situation like this where, you know, uh, you know, life and death is, is an issue, it becomes a little bit less academic. So again, the idea of doing the best we can to understand the objective moral order and what that tells us, again, about the designs uh, that God has, the kind of life he wants us to live. And again, remember the natural law, the primary and the secondary, again, as, as we get more specific, it gets a little bit more difficult to pin down, but we do have uh, an orientation, that orientation towards the good. So far, so good. Any questions, comments? So far, so good. Pardon? So far, so good. Yeah, good. Okay. Now, the, the other uh, a couple of things are, uh, uh, I think that, that uh, uh, Bohr speaks about the idea of uh, one, one way that sin might be somewhat uh, diminished in our time is that uh, the, the idea of, a, uh, of collective responsibility as opposed to, the, to, to personal responsibility. I don't know. I guess that that's a that that's one that I think varies from time to time and place to place. You know whether we 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 basically stand behind the crowd. You know as everybody's doing this. Uh, you know uh, and uh, you know uh, as opposed to uh, you know looking at you know my own you know particular moral uh, responsibility. Uh, you know and and. Uh, my, my own personal accountability. Um, the, the other one, the final one, as I mentioned, is that there can be a legitimate, uh, you, know, you might say, maybe not so much now, but you know, maybe uh, decades back, especially in the wake of some of the uh, renewal of theology, that there might have been a, uh, an understandable, put it that way, reaction against uh, a previous overemphasis on sin. Now, again, it depends on, on where we come from. It comes a lot of ethnic issues, uh, age issues, whatever, you know, in terms of how we grew up and where we grew up. But many times there was uh, perhaps, you know, a, 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 an element of fear, uh, you, know, that, that, uh, you know, that God was out to get us. The idea of a vengeful God, uh, a God who is, in a certain sense, not looking to trip us up. Uh, and uh, hopefully we, we grew out of that and we had our understandings corrected 
especially by the faith community that we're a part of. But again, that, that sometimes that is uh, a little bit hard to shake. Uh, again, my, my thinking of my, my grandfather, especially in his later years, when my dad's that, uh, you know, he, he basically said the rosary walked the Irish center and had on doctor's orders, two shots of Irish whiskey before dinner, which meant that to the day he died, he prayed he'd never get better. Uh, but, uh, the, uh, but he would never go to communion on Sunday if he hadn't gone to confession on Saturday. That was just his, now weekly confession is a great thing. Uh, you know, I'm not making fun of that, but again, it was, it was, it was something that was, even if, uh, you know, it was something that he was schooled in doing, you know, you know, even if there was no, uh, mortal sin, you know, uh, that he was conscious of. Again, that, that, that's, uh, we learned that that's our, the holiness of those who went before us. But again, it gives you an idea of how, how things have, have changed. But again, maybe not always changed. Uh, maybe, maybe maybe the pendulum sw- uh, uh, swung too far. I don't know. What do you have any other ideas of uh, why we might be uh, having an, an eclipse in a certain sense of the sense of sin? Even though there is, I think, evidence, uh, especially of a renewal within the sacrament of penance, uh, uh, evidence of a uh, uh, you know more. Uh, sensitivity to things, uh, you know, more of a return to the center. But are there any other uh, any other factors that you can think of based on your uh, your experience? I hate television. What's that? I hate television. You hate television. <laughs> I I raised four kids. They're all in their twenties. It's 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 bad. Yeah. Yeah. You know the newspaper. The newspaper is not a lot better, right? Yeah. No, you got you got a point there. I mean, it's uh, uh, the issue of uh, uh, the, the, the the bombardment uh, of the media. Uh, again, maybe we can talk about this when we get to the particular issues. But you know, let's say the um, it, 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 just to, just to isolate one issue, uh, people would talk about. Like the a pansexual society, in the sense that just just look at commercials. Uh, you know uh, how many of them are packaging whatever the product is, uh, but they're also selling something else. Uh, you know, in terms of uh, the the images that are used and things like that. Uh, and again, the the uh, and that's just one example of how uh, media or television or the the, uh, the 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 context of uh, you know of like, like uh, comedy shows, sitcoms. You know, you know, people. You know, maybe the people like us, and not to you know sound highfalutin, we might have the you know the the, the the ability, given our age and our background, to be able to. Uh, you know, filter some things out. Uh, we're able to, to, uh, to, to you know, uh, 
not be overly, you know, uh, not to not to be totally taken in. Uh, but somebody, a teenager or somebody even younger, uh, was having all this stuff thrown at them, uh, and and all the many things uh, and many attitudes, many whatever that looked normal to them. Uh, you know, they, they, they we're fighting a battle in terms of helping uh, somebody to to you know to live a, a, a happy and holy life. Uh, so again, I think the, the that, that's you know the, the uh, an un an unnuanced use of media. Yeah. I see. It's like like Doug said. It's television. It's many things. Yeah. Television is done to make money. And most people look at it as, okay, it's not real. Yeah, yeah. You do reality television, like uh, Jersey Shore, and yeah. you're teaching the young people, if you're a moron, and you're right. a complete idiot, you can become a millionaire. Okay, so right. write that off. Yeah. You need education. Just be retarded. Make sure. a new, act like a moron. Then you got our world leaders. Because politicians are supposed to be our examples who are morally corrupt. Right. And what are yeah. people supposed to think? It's like if you open your mouth and tell somebody something's wrong, yeah. strange ones. Yeah, no, you're right. That, that, that's a, um, uh, you know, you, you, exactly. That, that, that's a, another uh, example of, of what we're, you know, uh, you know what we're, we're looking at, the, the, this idea. Uh, of, as you say, reality TV that you can live in a, in a completely cockeyed way and and become uh, you know uh, uh, rich for it, you know. And again, that you know that that makes it very very attractive, very very. Uh, that even raises another question, uh, you know, in terms of that it's more let's say with regards to Catholic social teaching, but again, I think it's related to this um, in the sense that. Uh, you know uh, uh, how you know. Let's take a practical issue: a, a young person trying to decide what he or she is going to do with their life, uh, and uh, you know, we, we tell them that there are many great things they can do. They could become uh, teachers. They could become uh, uh, you know uh, first responders. They could become. Uh, uh, so many different uh, realities, uh, but when we look at you know the the, the pay scale, uh, the reality TV show stars, uh, and again athletes, you know again I, 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 sometimes it's common to pick on athletes, but again uh, the the uh, the money uh, that you know is all is out of proportion. You know, think of, of, of what, you know, a, a ball player makes. Uh, albeit there are factors in there, a short career, uh, danger of injury, all of this, I don't think. But still, you know, what a ball player, even a, 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 a stiff, you know, the, the, the major leagues have a minimum salary. But, you know, compared to a, you know, a, a paramedic, compared to a school teacher, especially a Catholic school teacher. You know, or the average cop or fireman or something like that. So again, with the the, the signals are all mixed. Uh, you know, uh, the the uh, in terms of 
you know, uh, we don't reward uh, with remuneration, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the uh, professions, you might say, ways of life that are uh, most uh, you know, uh, beneficial to society or something like that. And if you're a young person trying to figure out, you, you know, you really need some very, very good guidance, you know, uh, in terms of, uh, uh, of, of things. Monsignor? Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't um, see the problem as only being the media. Um, you know, maybe I could be a little bolder since I'm not in the, in the, uh, the acne program, but I, you know, to me, it seems that, that the church is really, really failing in its endeavor to, you know, maybe we were in a, in, in the position of overemphasizing sin, but now I did have the, the church no longer, no longer leads in opposing sin. So, you know, the famous judicare, um, you know, who am I to judge? And even multiple things like like the um, like our bishop who won't publicly scold somebody. So you have people like like Cuomo or Pelosi who think that they are perfectly authentic Catholics. And and, and there's no and the church is not they should be out there just absolutely saying this is wrong yeah. and they're not um they're not doing it at all, at all and you know you could even look on the internet sure. and see plenty of um priests and 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 even bishops teaching things that are really against the faith when it comes to homosexuality and they're not being um they're not being told to stop you know um so I, I think that you know a big problem is not just the media, but that the that the church has been quiet. I think the point's well taken. And many guys, you know, can respond, and you know, what other people feel and get in here too is that I, I think it, 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 in the last twenty years, uh, especially since what we now simply call the scandals, uh, the church has been morally compromised. Uh, our our, our uh, moral authority uh, has uh, has taken a, a very very serious hit, uh, and probably should have. You know, because it, 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 there'd be no way to 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 try to build on any kind of reform uh, or renewal. Uh, now, again, b before I mean, what was going on before any of us were born and was swept under the rug? I think we're finding that out. I mean. Uh, you know, sin was not invented in the 1970s. Uh, so, I mean, it, 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 it's, uh, we're, we're talking about something that is part of human nature. Uh, but to the extent that the, the church didn't respond to it or responded in such a way that uh, it took care of itself institutionally before it took care of the victim uh, and, for that matter, the perpetrators, uh, you know that 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 erodes our ability to be a moral voice, uh, and uh, and again, but again, we can't stop. So we have to do our best uh, to you know reform our 
ourselves to, to respond to the Holy Spirit uh, in that regard, at all, but still also try to teach convincingly the truth. Now, when you get to the, the question of confronting, you know, those who are manifestly, uh, you know, opposed to us, especially those who consider to call themselves Catholics, uh, that, I mean, that, 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 I think we need to get, uh, we need to get something a little bit, there are too many different responses to that. Uh, so I, I think we probably have to, there are some bishops, as you say, who are, you know, I can think of a couple that I know uh, from around the country who are very courageous and very clear. Uh, not, not to be an exclusive list, but the, the guy who was in school with Tom Paprocki is the Bishop of Springfield, Illinois, and, and uh, a bishop I met a couple of times, Bishop Strickland down in, in Texas, and a few others, uh, you know, uh, who would be not, not, not afraid to, to, to challenge, you know, uh, their, their, their brother bishops on it. Uh, but again, I think that how do we do this in such a way that we, uh, you know, uh, that, that, that we were clear, but we're also, uh, you know, uh, charitable, that we're also, uh, you know, again, but the, but the idea is that we, we, we uh, that, 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 that causes uh, a situation that uh, is, is, I mean, that Boris speaks about it a little bit, the, 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 the classic situation of scandal. And scandal would be basically acting or not acting in such a way that I lead another to temptation or lead another to an occasion of sin. So that, for instance, if, uh, you know, again, not to, not to harp on sex, but just that this, it's all around us and it's clear, but you talk about, you know, uh, you know, same-sex marriage or something like that, that uh, if, if we as the church, I mean, that includes lay people too, uh, are totally silent on this, or say, well, you know, live and let live, uh, then that becomes a danger to some people, uh, especially young people, and say, well, hey, you know, nobody's making a big deal out of this, maybe it is okay. But I, I'm saying I think the church is relatively silent on it. Well, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it right, I mean, it, 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 you know, I, I guess... Uh, and, and some people are saying, well, I guess it's okay. I, I, I'm not denying that, no, sure, I mean, but again, how do we, you know, how, how do we go about doing it? I mean, the stuff is there. I mean, we have the teaching of the church on this issue, on, on many issues as well, again, that are issues that relate to the care of the poor. Uh, issues that relate to healthcare as a human right and things like that. Uh, you know, it's not, it, 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 it's, it's not all below the belt, so to speak. Uh, but, uh, but again, how do we, uh, you know, how do we, how do we all get on board and work out some kind of way to do it? The best thing that we can do, I guess, absent to that, and the likelihood that it's not going to come when you're dealing with a worldwide church, uh, it's never going to be really one size fits all. Uh, is to do the best that we can in the individual situations that we have uh, and hope that we have the support of those who uh, uh, are above us. <laughs> but, you know, my... my... Yep. I, I, I was going to say, you know, but we have when we have people like, like Nancy Pelosi who um, 
is is constantly referring to herself as Catholic, and and we know that her what she promotes is is not in accord with the teaching of the Catholic Church. But most people don't know that it's against what um, the, the teaching of the Church. So if there aren't churchmen that are just as public as her. Um, people don't know, so we know that there is a clear yeah. standard. We, but I, but yeah. but most people don't, and and they say, well, she's Catholic, yeah, or or they they don't know, or perhaps maybe the 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 the, the length of time that has been going on is that it have eroded it. I I, I mean, people don't know. Yeah, I, I I would say, I mean, again, just shooting from the hip here, you know. I mean, we had to do our best in our own you know, in our own parishes, our own communities to, to, to preach the good news in all its, in, in all its uh, fullness. Uh, you know, that would include, you know, the, 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 the taking on at an appropriate time and appropriate way the, the, the uh, important moral issues. Uh, I think... Can I ask a question? And, and yeah, but, but let, me, let, let me just finish with this, that, that I think one thing that we can do uh, is just look at, you know, even on the parish level, what's the curriculum uh, of, of religious ed? What are we offering in terms of adult formation? Uh, what we're doing, what, what, are, what are grammar schools, what are high schools doing? I mean, that's where we, again, talk about conscience formation. I mean, you, 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 if, if you've been to 12 plus years of Catholic schools and don't know what we say about uh, you know, human sexuality. Uh, what we do, and you don't know what we say about the defense of the unborn. Then something went completely off the rails. You know, in terms of catechesis and uh, uh, you know, academic curriculum. Uh, that's where I go back to my idea, my point that you know we have to respect our students, however we encounter students, because they have a right to the, 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 the formation according to the church. I mean, that's, that's in the code of canon law. Uh, I mean, that, that, that people have a right to a Christian education from cradle to grave. Now, education doesn't always mean formal education, It mean, but it means the, the ongoing formation of the faith. So again, we have to you know look at what we, before I think we look globally, which is beyond our the ability of you, any one of us or all of us put together, but I think what 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 can be controlled, and how do we again to rebuild uh, uh, on the foundation? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah. No, Thank no, you. I, I have. I don't know if I'm getting it. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Yeah. When we talk about people like Pelosi or anyone on either side of the political divide. I'm not familiar with anything of our Catholic politicians, whether it be Cuomo, Pelosi, or even on the right, other than abortion that is proclamating non-Catholic beliefs. Is that our standard? Are we going to look at our leaders and have a purity test? And what is the purity test? Yeah. Uh, other than there are, in all the Catholics that are sitting in the pews, not everyone agrees with everything that comes out of the church 100 percent right so where do we judge right. how do we judge the, we judge a man who supports who's yeah. anti-abortion but has four marriages 
I think we do need to, you know, uh, I mean, there is a hierarchy of, uh, of, of, of value, a hierarchy of truth. There are certain things that, you know, I'm sure from you know, five minutes after the ascension, I, I, I'm sure there were some disagreements. Among the, you know, I use this yeah. example. In 1960, Nelson Rockefeller tried to become president yeah. and was lost the nomination because of a divorce. Yeah. So yeah. we have shifted this idea of relativity that we that we talk right. about. And, and I'm telling you this because I did a master's in theology at a Protestant seminary sure. 45 yeah. years ago. Yeah. The Protestant ethic <clears throat> is so unlike what our Catholicism is that brings to an individuality of of the individual is king. The Protestants believe it. It comes out of Calvin. It comes out of Luther. And and we're 300 years into that. So where is the line? I'm not disagreeing with you, Frank. But I I have problems. And and I'll announce this, that I I am a lifelong Democrat. I am anti-abortion, and that was a personal test that happened to me in the 70s, yeah. and I find it uncomfortable, but I accept some political ideas, even though that they don't accept all of mine. Right, I mean, I think, I think it would be, uh, I think, the, you know, maybe the majority of Catholics, uh, you know, in the United States would, you know, uh, would have that, that, that lineage, that heritage. I mean, you know, uh, the, 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 so that's why, you know, some again, I, I'm not I don't want to make a political discussion, but but why some had said that Catholics have said that they didn't leave the Democratic Party, the Democratic Party left them by taking some things to you know beyond uh, my the, point, the my, point, but my, my, my point is not political. Yeah, my point is that when we draw a line on beliefs yeah. of people and what, the, right. what my church, our church proclaims, it's, they're not, there's, the, the line is blurred so much of it in our lives. So where do we draw it? And yeah. I find that a very difficult task. Yeah, no, no, and you're right. I mean, I, I, I think it is. And, uh, but let me throw this into the mix. Uh, that in a sense, uh, when we talk about, I mean, not every issue, but when we, when we talk about the life issues, uh, you know, the, the, the sanctity of life, you know, from, as we say, from conception to natural death, that is not simply, you might say, we don't present that simply as Catholic teaching. I mean, it most certainly is. And there are certain elements of it that are, you might say, distinctively Catholic. But what we're, we present them uh, as human rights issues. And that's why there has been a, often you hear, a historical link between the, the American civil rights movement and the what we would call the pro-life movement. That it is not... In, in saying respect life from conception is not trying to, you know, ram Catholic truth down somebody's throat any more than saying respect the African-American 
as a human being is, you know, uh, uh, forcing Catholic teaching down somebody's throat. But this is a question of objective truth about the dignity of the human person. So I think one of the things that we, we, that we, that we need to do, especially to an issue like is to, to pull the rug out from under the, the you know, the, the so-called personally opposed but publicly open approach and say to saying to people in public life, you would never say that about segregation. You'd never say that about uh, uh, unjust uh, discrimination of uh, a, a gay or lesbian person. Uh, why are you saying it here? Except, you know, for political expediency. So I think what we need to do is, you know, here we are in a theology course making a uh, pitch for philosophy, but I think we, you know, to do what the, what, what the popes have done when they spoke to the United Nations, you know, speak of this, you know, it didn't thump the Bible, you know, uh, but spoke about human dignity and, and, and the freedom and dignity that comes simply from being human, that goes across cultures, that goes across religions. So I think that's maybe where we can, uh, you know, it's, it's a tall order, but I think that maybe we sharpen our public discourse and say, this is, I mean, it's, it, it's not like, you know, uh, you know, eating meat on Fridays, you know, it, it, it's not simply a Catholic thing, but this is the human rights thing. You know, the world is a better place when life is respected, uh, and then take it issue from issue there. So in that sense, I think we, you know, we, we need to, uh, that can get us out from under, I think, some of the, you know, instead of challenging, the, you know, Speaker Pelosi or uh, Joe Biden on, on being a bad Catholic, uh, challenge them for having, you know, being bad use of reason, not thinking things through. Which is even more, uh, again, and then again, the church will have to deal with them as Catholics. But I think, in terms of the uh, the, the, the 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 national debate, I think we you know it, it, we we put it that way. It might might be worth a shot. Yeah. Father, can I say something? Sure. I I would just question the profitability of engaging in a cultural war with the society that we live in. I mean, Isaiah did say that people oh, would God. put good for evil and evil for good, dark for light, light for darkness. So is, is it profitable for us as followers of Christ to be sin-centered rather than Christ-centered? And shouldn't we be out there proclaiming the good news, which is what Jesus said before he ascended, if, if, cause, cause my whole thing is, is it, do we really, do we win a victory if we legislate morality? If we have people responding to an external mandate rather than something coming from within that says, hey, I don't want to have an abortion because I respect life because I have a relationship with the author of life. And I think that it's unprofitable for us to get involved with 
this this fighting against the left and the right and circling our wagons in this this battle because it's it's very dualistic between what's right and wrong. I think we need to go beyond that duality to to who is the culmination of everything. I think. Thank you. I, I think you've uh, you 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 crystallized the course. I think very nicely right. uh, by pointing out you know that it is about. Uh, it, it is about Jesus. It is about life, as we saw. You know, technically, life in Christ. Um, and uh, yeah, so yeah, I couldn't agree with you more that we need to, uh, you know, uh, live within that relationship with the Lord and make, uh, you know, again, imitate as closely as we can the virtues of Jesus. You know, within that con- now, within that context, there are going to be some conclusions about the sanctity of life, about, you know, how we treat the marginalized and so forth and whatever the issue may be. But you're right. I mean, it has to be, uh, you know, uh, we, we can, we can, we, we have to, the, 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 we, we can be honest to the reality of sin without putting it first. Right. We have so much of a, uh, a focus on sin, right? That, if we're not, if we are looking at sin, then we're not looking at Christ. If we're looking at all of the evil, the abortion, the pornography, and all this, we're not looking at Christ. If we look at Christ, we won't look at pornography, abortion. We'll have our eyes fixed on Him. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. In fact, I did want to oversimplify it. That that might be, you know, sure. If if you and I and and, and the rest of us uh, out there in TV land have our eyes fixed on Jesus with God's help, with the, with, with the sacraments, you know, we will keep our eye, we'll be chaste, we'll be honest, we'll be respectful of life. Uh, but again, how do we jump from ourselves to helping society be transformed, especially when they may not have, uh, you know, the, the, they have to be introduced to Jesus. Right. You know, I think Pope Francis puts it uh, through his pontificate, put it, I think, you know, uh, very well in the idea of saying just that, that we have to, to, to help people to have his term as an encounter with Jesus. Uh, Father, while all of that is true, and I agree with that, and we have to be Christ-centric as opposed to sin-centric, in the meantime, we still have an obligation for human justice because even though we could be Christ-centric, being Christ-centric alone would not have resulted in the ending of slavery, nor would it have saved one single Jewish life during the Nazi uh, Holocaust. So there, there, we, we do have an obligation to speak out for the truth. And I would, say, time, I, I would say, I think, I, I, I would say it's both and, uh, and not either or. Uh, so that, you know, our... Uh, I mean, just look, I mean, without being preachy about it, just look, uh, you know, during the uh, uh, Easter season, especially the first couple of weeks, I like in my own prayer life to read uh, the Acts of the the Apostles. Again, it's it's going to be in the liturgy every day until Pentecost. But if you you put, if if you look at the Acts of the Apostles, you see the, the, uh, you know the, the the early church, you know, catching fire, 
you know, sometimes it got caught hell too from persecutions. But uh, but, but again, that, 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 that I think might be an image for us that, yes, it's all about preaching Jesus, but that puts you uh, in confrontation with that which is against Jesus. Uh, again, think of St. Paul. Uh, St. Paul, you know, goes to the Areopagus in Athens. Now, St. Paul is about as Christ-centered as you're going to get. But what is he, what doesn't stop him from saying, uh, you know, uh, to, to try to get them away from, you know, different gods to the one God. Now, he did it with great finesse. He, uh, he said, I admire your statues. And I notice you have one from and to an unknown God. Well, let me tell you. That unknown God is my boss, and he's the only God. So again, he he, he you know he knew how to massage them, uh, but still, precisely because he had the relationship with Jesus, he didn't back down from that was was not worthy of Jesus, or that which was opposed to Jesus. Again, he took on the you know the incestuous man and and Corinth and all of that. He didn't. It wasn't that you know. Uh, his, his making it all about preaching Jesus did not keep him silent from what was clearly evil. Right. I think so. It's 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 both and. Yeah. Right, and, uh, and I, do, I do believe strongly that we, while while we, it has to be both, I agree with you a hundred percent. And when we look at political people, both ends, whether it be uh, uh, Democratic, Catholics, or or Republicans who tend to be immoral. Again, we can't judge any of those individuals because that's that's not what it's right. about. We're not supposed to be judgmental of right. individuals. It's, we, we it's, it's the what support that we don't judge. You're right. We don't judge souls. That's God's prerogative. We do judge actions uh, and the objective moral order. So we say, let's take it out of this context. If I were to walk over to the Empire Casino, when it's open with a gun, uh, and say, uh, you know, uh, pointed at somebody behind the counter and say, "Give me uh, all of the night's proceeds." Okay, uh, you don't you don't know whether I'm committing a sin or not. I I, I, I could be as crazy as the day is long. I could be completely. Uh, inebriate, and I've lost my use of reason. I, you know, I could be any one of them. I could be, somebody could have strapped a bomb to me, and, and I had no freedom. So you don't know that I've committed a sin. Uh, only I know in my conscience, God knows, and if I go to confession, you know, the, 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 the confessor would know. But what everybody can say is pointing a gun at somebody and asking for money that's not yours is objectively evil. So in that sense, we can without we, we can call one another out without making a moral pronouncement, which is to say God's prerogative. Monsignor, can I just share something very quickly? So um, I think what you said earlier about at the parish level and the level of our communities, it's really important to from my experience, um, continuous formation in our Catholic faith, because 
Uh, sometimes, a lot of times, actually, um, I've been a youth minister for quite some time and, and a young adult minister as well and serving in different groups and young adult and youth groups. And what I've seen um, is that there, unless there are good formators in, in, cate in catechesis and in faith formation, um, a lot of our, our young people who are later will obviously will grow up and become the adults and, and the grandparents of, of the next generation, will, they won't uh, have this sensitivity to sin. As everyone is saying, they are, we're all bombarded with all types of messages from the world and from the media. But at the same time, if we have a great and a strong faith formation program, and it's not just, you know, until they get confirmation and then we leave them alone. But we provide it, you know, lifelong formation. And a lot of religious communities are, you know, through their, you know, third orders and just parishes have a lot of groups and societies and this and that. And that has really uh, created what we call like a kind of uh, counterculture, uh, which, which then is not so much pointing at, you know, the culture that's the culture of death and saying that this is wrong, which, well, of course, sometimes we, we should do in order to expose sin, you know, to bring out the darkness, but, uh, well, expose the darkness, excuse me. Um, but at the same time, we're creating uh, a culture of light, sure. a culture where it's Christ-centered. Christ and, and I see this, I mean, like, for example, the other day, um, well, my friends and I, we were young adults and we're part of various ministries. Through these Zoom meetings, we have 50, 60 young adults gathering together to, to pray, uh, to talk about topics such as chastity and, and um, how to live a moral life. And, and these, you know, we continue. And this is because of, you know, the formation that we receive. And then, of course, we draw in others. And, and so it's, I think it's uh, really, first, we have to live it in our personal lives. Uh, but no one will, you know, will have that conviction unless someone reaches them. So those of us who have the faith, we have, I feel like we just have this obligation to go out. Uh, and, and to, to do what we can. Yeah. Oh, sure. That, that, and no, yeah, again, thank you. And, uh, and, and uh, you know, uh, to use an image that we're, uh, you know, been become familiar with over this last month or so, thank you for, you know, and, and your brothers and sisters to do that kind of ministry for being the first responders to being on the front lines, you know, uh, with people uh, in a in, in, in real sense, helping if I, you know, if I, you know, I think, helping young people but you know it, it goes beyond young people but especially helping young people to see i think i'm putting words in your mouth that following the jesus is, is a way of life um and to again to borrow from george weigel the you know the, the adventure of discipleship you know we think of adventure as you know uh those reality shows you know swinging from a rope in Fiji or something like that. Uh, but no, adventure, the adventure of a lifetime is following the Lord Jesus. Uh, you know, uh, with there's with an infinite number of possibilities. And to help people to, to do that, to, to help young people, especially in their, you know, when they're thinking about, you know, their, their vocation, marriage, something else, uh, thinking of a profession, to be able to have that, you know, uh, uh, a, a nurturing community, a home, you know, a parish home, uh, or, you know, a, whatever, the youth group, whatever. Uh, so, yeah, no, you're right. I, I couldn't uh, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, why don't we say, I know that I don't want to cut us off, but, but why don't we take, we've been at it for an hour and a half. You want to take about 15 minutes and we can come back and uh, uh, continue with this and then move on to, uh, obviously, we're not going to be able to finish sin totally tonight, but I think we'll, we can make a dent in it. Uh, but I enjoyed this discussion.
and uh, we can keep it going. So we'll be back in about 15 minutes. Thanks. damage uh it, it seems to be like an, an analogous to a, a you know a, you know a, a warfare without respect for non-combatants something like that you know that that uh, yeah it might be a just cause but you have to do uh be discriminate in terms of the means you use so yeah you know so the idea of yeah we do need to you know eventually we do for for the common good get the economy going but at the same time not to uh you know not to do that at the expense uh, of human dignity or using use people you know as a, as a means to an end in that way i mean i haven't thought it through completely but that's the first thing that came to my head yeah <clears throat> Oh, I know. I've seen him back at church. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, 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 no, yeah. You drive yourself crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. seen anything either.
Right, okay, ethics committees, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I would take that to be a form of triage, you know, in the sense of, yeah, yeah. Hi, everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would have to be, yeah, especially with your, uh, you know, with the allocation of resources, uh, you know that that and the, the idea of medical futility is another way of looking at it. I mean, what what you use it the the you know with the with the best possibility of a, of a good outcome. Yeah. 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 You say you're cute, my friend. Yeah. 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 Sure. Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't stop her problem, but yeah. 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 Great. No, I appreciate it. Yeah. And everybody doing okay? As far as you know. Yeah. 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 That's why you're so tired. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, keep you, man, Lucas. I'll keep you awake now. Yeah. <laughs> 
Hey, George. Chris, how old is he? How old are you? Five. Okay. Yeah. You're a big boy. He's going to be a priest, too. Right, yeah. yeah. Following Grandpa's footsteps. God willing. He's the one that says grace every night. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> how do you say grace? How you bless the meal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Watch it. You gotta break the computer. Come down. <laughs> yeah, I know those who come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. There'll be a lot. Yeah, yeah. Great. Thank you. Thanks, and please thank you and give me and say hi to everybody and uh, appreciate it. Yeah. Take care, Larry. Thank you. Bye. Here we go. We pretty much all back. Let me just check. Looks like. Here we go. Okay. Anybody have any other reflections or thoughts on why we might be experiencing or have experienced an eclipse, so to speak, of? Uh, our sense of sin. There's a lot of good good points made. A lot of good, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of good discussion here. Yeah. Wasn't the Enlightenment kind of the beginning of the slippery slope? Yes, if you, historically, in terms of the reliance on man rather than God, you know, in a certain sense, I mean, some I guess was it, it is good in that it does. It can, it can morph out to 
a healthy understanding of the of the moral subject but again to try to live totally independent of god uh, uh is again contrary to the way we were made so i think you might say that i mean they, they, the slippery slope i guess began in the garden of eden but i mean i think it hit a it hit a high spot you know in uh uh at, at that time in history you know again where again it was the the, the the kind of falling in love with did the dizzying intoxication of science and things like that that is a force for so much good but if it takes us away from an ultimate understanding of god uh then then uh then again then again it, it, we, we we're misusing it so i think yeah that's part of it and related to it, then if, if there's no, then we make up what's right and wrong on our own. And many times that's done for less than virtuous purposes. <laughs> okay. We, we can look at sin, again, our plan is to look at it, you know, some, draw some, you know, biblical and theological conclusions about it, but then spend... Uh, a little bit of time on the uh, the distinctions of, of sin, the idea of mortal and venial, again, things that might, that terminology that we're, we're used to, but, you know, looking at it in such a way that it might be, you know, helpful, you know, to, to us, uh, uh, especially in our pastoral responsibilities. Uh, the chapter in Gore also looks to things a couple of other things that we already spoke about that we could revisit as needed uh but the things that are connected with the moral act uh that we looked at a little bit earlier but again the idea of sin is that it is a uh you might it, 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 different ways of experiencing it understanding it uh again looking at the scripture Many times, especially in the New Testament with St. Paul, you're dealing with a, uh, a power that is at work in us. Uh, before we speak of particular sins, individual sins, uh, we speak again of that, uh, that, that you might be, maybe that force of concupiscence. You know, concupiscence, which is a term we, you know, that, that, that is... Uh, many times, uh, you know, uh, associated with sexual morality, but it has to do with any of the appetites, you know, uh, that sense of, of uh, that that image, again, that I always like to use is the tug of war. That even though we are intent on good, we still have to wrestle with an attraction to evil. Uh, sometimes in the form of temptation, which is not a sin, even Jesus was tempted, uh, uh, but even there in that wrestling, uh, the, the, we always are conscious uh, of, of that, that something sinful uh, uh, has an appeal for us. Uh, so, and, and it is, you know, and that, that that power at work in us that will ultimately serve to disrupt our relationship with God, and we'll see also with others and ourself. And, you know, if we put it from the perspective of the New Testament, it is uh, 
uh, an attraction to that which is opposite to uh, all that Jesus reveals to us and all that Jesus offers us. So again, to look very summarily at the the Old Testament and the New Testament, uh, just to, to get some uh, get a a, a portrait. Uh, way back at the beginning of the course, we spoke about the reality of sin as it came into uh, uh, the, the, the life of humanity based on, on the book of Genesis, particularly Genesis 2 and Genesis 3, uh, where it is uh, a rebellion uh, against God's will and God's designs. Again, as the story goes, uh, the, the prohibition to eat of the knowledge of good and evil. Again, why, 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 you know, what, what are we saying there, you know, without being allegorical totally or, or try to, you know, the idea of being like God is at the heart of every sin. You know, I, I want to, uh, I, I, I decide what's good for me. Uh, and, uh, so I, I, I kind of act like God. <laughs> uh, so in that sense, the, 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 so I mean, we'll see a little bit about original sin as a personal sin of somebody <laughs> that disrupted the uh, situation of original justice that we had. Uh, so that while the original sin that you and I were born with was not, a personal actual sin not morally imputable to us it still is we, we live with the relics of that in that temptate that 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 tug of war so again we saw the uh, that the the act of, of disobedience upset just by way of review the relate all of the relationships the most obvious one the relationship between God and the human person that Adam and Eve figures were cast out of the garden. It disrupted their relationship with themselves as individuals, and they noticed that they were naked. They noticed they, they had the experience of shame. Uh, that, 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 that itself shows that uh, something went radically off the rails. Uh, and it disrupted their relationship as a couple, you might say, uh, uh, as they uh, begin to, uh, uh, you know, uh, be at odds with each other, blame each other. Uh, and again, the great symbol, you might say, of the disunity caused by sin would be the, 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 the Tower of Babel, where humanity tries to make a name for itself uh, by, you know, constructing this tower to the heavens and is thrown into confusion. Uh, so that this, this, this sinful humanity would, uh, is now unable to relate to each other. When we get into the, uh, uh, the, the other parts of the Old Testament, particularly the, uh, you know, uh, the, the prophets, we look back on, you know, what we, we reflected on so much during Lent, uh, the idea of uh, the, the the sin causing a rupture with the co with the covenant, 
uh, and all of that image, you know, especially in uh, uh, Hosea, for instance, uh, as the idea of, of being the unfaithful spouse. Uh, again, that matrimonial image uh, that, that that Israel is the uh, the the, un, the unfaithful spouse uh, that is still called back to fidelity. Uh, the the uh, Bohr makes makes mention of and all of the sources you would read uh, of, of a couple of different Old Testament terminology for sin. The Hebrew hot ah which means miss the mark again probably a reference to bow and arrow days you know uh, uh, again it, it, it's it, it's it's you know being uh off the the uh the, the designated path uh and, and very interesting enough that all sin in a real sense uh is a form of idolatry looking at things from old testament eyes because when I sin, I am putting, I'm set, setting something or perhaps someone uh, in place where God should be. Usually I do that with myself, my own desires. I put that instead of desiring what God desires, uh, you know, the, the, the classic example of that is the Blessed Mother. I desire what. I desire, and I, I, I and then John Paul II would put, would speak about that as I, I take it further, and I decide, you know, because of these desires I make, I decide what's right and wrong for me. Uh, another term, uh, pasca, pesca, pesha, rather pesha, the Hebrew word for rebellion. Uh, again, you see the images. It, 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 it is a, it is a, it is the rebellion. It's an unfaithfulness. Uh, again, we're not going to find in either the Old Testament or the New Testament the same precise kind of language that we have in uh, our, uh, uh, you know, uh, that's come down to us through the ages. But we do have the experience, the reality of sin. When we get to the New Testament, again, what we... Uh, we, we, we find ourselves, if you go back to... Uh, the beginning, let's say, of St. Mark's Gospel, you know, uh, the, the, the Jesus' message, first message is repent and believe in the Gospel. And where we get one of our formulas for Ash Wednesday from, uh, the, the sin is understood as rejecting uh, that call uh, and that gift. You know, the call to repent and the gift of the gospel and the gospel way of life. Uh, so I am, you know, re rejecting the kingdom of God by rejecting uh, Jesus in who makes the kingdom present. So it is a, uh, uh, you know, I, 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 I refuse to repent and I really refuse to believe. Again, I might have, what do you mean I refuse to believe? You know, I, I, I it's true that I don't, lose my faith when I sin, but uh, if we understand belief as uh, as trust, as we if we understand belief as I think the, 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 the going back to the Old Testament, the image is uh, leaning on and that old 
a game from high school retreats when some poor slob falls backwards into the crowd, that is an image of belief. You know, I, I lean on on God. Uh, so when I, I uh, when I, uh, I when I when I try to de- depend on something else, uh, then I'm, I'm refusing to. I'm not losing my intellectual faith, you might say, but I'm I'm uh, I'm, I'm not living my faith fully. Uh, I you know I reject uh, the gift and the call pattern of discipleship. St. Paul probably is the one who uh, says a great deal about sin uh, in, in the sense that you think, in, 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 especially in, in, his, uh, in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 9, 10, Galatians 5, 19, 21, Romans 1, 24, 32, and uh, just three examples of, you might say, his catalogs of virtues and vice, particularly ver- catalogs of sin, that he is seeing uh, that uh, sin is really, you know, you might say, uh, a power that is at work within us, something that he was very, as I said, very much aware of, uh, that becomes expressed, formalized in an action. So again, you don't have to, this is in, in, in the text, but just... He uses three terms. Uh, the one, maybe the most familiar term, the Greek term hamartia, which is the 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 power of sin in the world. Uh, paraptoma, which is sinful faults, and parabasis, which are the actual transgressions. So what he says is that you know. The, the individual sinful acts uh, are uh, expressions of the, you know, outward expressions of this power that is uh, at work within us that we must wrestle with. Uh, and that we must constantly, you know, try to, uh, you, know, uh, uh, you know, put to death, <laughs> you know, with the power of, of, of Christ. Uh, and again, you know, I think Paul himself, I mean, without being overly biographical about it, uh, St. Paul obviously wrestled with uh, the reality of sin and conversion in his own life. You know, the, the, uh, again, just reading his speeches, you might say, in the Acts of the Apostles, uh, how he is, is very upfront about the fact that he was uh, a, uh, you know, he had persecuted the church. Uh, and again, just to think of going from being an accomplice to murder to being, uh, uh, you know, one of the princes of the apostles, you know, just as a, a miracle of God's providence, uh, you know, is a sign of, of, uh, of hope for, uh, for every sinner, uh, uh, you know, that not to, not to give up on, on God's mercy um, or, or, or God's designs. Uh, St. John, again, St. John, again, there's a lot more you can say, but think of St. John, you know, uh, how often in the gospel um, is sin associated with a refusal to believe in Jesus? Uh, Again, the drama 
and I guess it could be, you know, I'm not an expert on literature, but the, the way the passion in John that we heard on Good Friday is set up in a, in a very dramatic way. Uh, but we see, and again, the, 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 the Joanine idea of, of what is sometimes called realized eschatology, that eternal life begins now when we believe. When, 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 we, when we believe in the Son of Man, we have, in a real sense, already begun to live the heavenly life. And therefore, when we refuse to believe, uh, then we are, again, rejecting this, this, this gift. Uh, so, uh, we, we see, uh, I, I think, both in the, in, in, in the scriptures, certainly an ultimate uh, understanding of uh, the personal responsibility of sin, but also what we see seeds maybe of what we would call social sin. And again, that's a, that's a category that we can look at a little bit more next week, but the idea that um, even from the New Testament and the, and, and the scriptures, uh, all the New Testament, we get the sense that there's no such thing as a private sin. Uh, that, that, that sin always has consequences. Uh, they may not be always publicly manifest. But again, if we look at things in terms of spiritual communion uh, and the image of light and darkness, for instance, my, our virtuous life makes the church a more radiant place. Go back to what we were talking about earlier, uh, our credibility. Okay, when we live holy lives, uh, in whatever walk of life we're in, that enhances the church's credibility uh, and gives us a platform to speak about issues. When we sin, uh, that light of Christ, uh, the Lumen Gentium, the light of the nations, which is supposed, what the church is supposed to be, is dimmed. Uh, you know, again, it, it, it's not only big public sins, but it's even our hidden faults, our hidden sins that have this effect. So we are either building one another up or we are uh, uh, putting our light, collective light under a bushel basket. Uh, and therefore, and also, you know, sin always does have some kind of, you know, can have a much more direct kind of, uh, uh, impact on other people, you know, uh, you know how my my sin and whatever you know more often than not uh, hurts somebody else. Anything from you know taking their life to to hurting their feelings unnecessarily, uh, to putting people down. You know we don't think much of it, uh, but 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 you know uh, it 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 hurts. <laughs> Uh, and and we, we know the feeling of being heard ourselves, perhaps. Uh, so again, it doesn't need to be uh, a big whopping, you know, sin of the century uh, to have public consequences. Day-to-day uh, -day life brings that. So that idea of social sin uh, will ultimately uh, evolve, especially in the time of 
St. John Paul II into what he would call a solidarity of personal sin. Now again, if you're familiar with John Paul II, solidarity is a very crucial word, especially in, in the events of 1989, 90, uh, his, that, 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 using that, that term in a very theological way to bring up what we do call today in Catholic social teaching, the virtue of solidarity, which is a stable disposition to work together towards the common good. But there could be a reverse solidarity in which my personal sin, your personal sin, the personal sin of the guy down the block uh, builds up a structure of sin. So we can pick anything you want. The, 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 the uh, let's say, racism. Uh, let's say, you know, uh, any kind of bias or you know, that, uh, uh, injustice. Uh, I do it, you do it, the guy down the block does it, we become comfortable with it, and all of a sudden now there's a, a, a pattern or a structure that people can't get around. That helps us, you know, it makes us honest when we say, how often do we say, the diocese is screwed up, the system is screwed up, you know, the government is screwed up. Well, there's no, as I said before, there's no office building that you go into where it says diocese. There's no office building you go in that says government. It's people in offices or in whatever uh, who act either the right way or the wrong way to create structures that are good and just or, or bad and unjust. Uh, so, you know, institutions don't sin, you know, apart from the people within them. And so the only way to change a system is not simply to elect a new boss, but to reform the whole payroll. Uh, so that's a much more, uh, you know, uh, daunting task. But at least we understand the dynamics of what the term by social social sin means. It doesn't uh, it doesn't seek to escape uh, or, or do an end run around personal responsibility, but it it, 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 it acknowledges that uh, there can be this uh, you know solidarity of, uh, of of personal sin. Just to round up for tonight. The, the, the progress of thought on, uh, on sin through, through history, uh, again, as Bohr puts it, we need to refer back to our, uh, uh, our earlier discussions, the history discussion. So we're talking about the patristic era, when he talks about the development of canonical penance, uh, the, the church is coming to wrestle with how to reconcile people who sin gravely after baptism. So that development, little by little, of at first a one-time only reconciliation. So again, that idea of, uh, you know, again, a very different idea of sin and its consequences than, than we have today. And then the Middle Ages, the whole idea of uh, the... Uh, the, the, the tariff penance and the development of uh, uh, that we saw of 
particular penances for particular actions, with the end result being a, a, a an analysis of the human act uh, that was not as developed as we have today, but heading us in the in the direction. Uh, so again, that that would be material that we have you know uh, experienced before. To move into Vatican II and some contemporary thoughts, we can do that, you know, next week as we also begin to uh, hopefully finish up by looking at the classical definitions of sin in terms of mortal and venial, and most especially an analysis of what it means to commit them. Again, we're using terminology that probably some of us learned when we were kids. But now, you know, maybe with a little bit more meat uh, and experience, we can look at what is what is grave matter really mean? What is sufficient reflection and full consent to the will? It would be helpful in our own lives and hopefully helpful in our in our you know any kind of ministerial or pastoral life. But we'll take it from there uh, uh, next week. Okay, so thank you. Have a good night. Thank you. Stay well. Stay well. Yes. You too. Good night, everyone. Thank you.